Internal Revenue Service IRS Tax News. Steer clear of typical tax return errors, May 17th deadline nears. So for example, telling the IRS you couldn't file because your W-2 got lost in the mail doesn't generally work too well. The IRS still wants to get the money if you owe the money at that point in time. So back to the text here, IR 2021-89, April 20th, 2021, Washington. The Internal Revenue Service today reminded taxpayers to check their tax return for common errors that could delay refunds or otherwise affect normal processing. Here are some ways to avoid tax return slip-ups as the May 17th deadline date gets closer. Using electronic filing. Filing electronically, whether through the IRS free file, there's a link to that here, or other e-file service providers is a great way to cut the chances for many tax return mistakes and maximize deductions to reduce tax owed at the same time. So there's a link to the free file options here. The free file options are basically this link will take you somewhere on the IRS website, which will give you some options for third-party software, brand name types of software that you could pick and possibly get a free, a free filing for it if your income level is below a certain threshold. If you do that, make sure that uh, you pick up the software that's going to be applicable to you meaning you pick up the software that your income is in a range that you get it for free if you're going to want to get it for free and that it picks up your state requirements if you have any state requirements as well as well as doing the refundable credits the uh, earned income tax credit and possibly any child tax credits uh, you want to make sure that it picks those things up if they are applicable to you note of course that software then allows you to do the e-file processing instead of mailing in the tax return that's what the irs is looking for that's why we're they're kind of in my I, i'm assuming giving pressure to these third-party software providers to provide a free option for income whose income level is below a certain threshold so that the irs can get more people to file electronically and which works for both parties most likely because obviously the filing electronically makes it go faster. If you do get a refund, then they can send the refund. You can also put the direct deposit information using that talk so software so they can send it out electronically as, as opposed to sending out a paper check, which again, works good for both sides of the equation typically. If you're getting a refund in that situation, uh, you'll get it faster. Also, the tax software will typically be useful and helpful to reduce data input type of errors or at least some type of errors because it'll give a basic um, interview type of process to the data input and typically you know give you some questionnaires or hopefully some guidance in some areas where it might be confusing as to what to do and just the the inputting of the each cell into the tax return is prone to math errors which are also reduced greatly with the use of software so the tax software automatically applies the, la the latest tax laws, checks for available credits or deductions, does calculations, and asks taxpayer all required information. So no, all re information, all required information. That's a bold statement. I don't know, but it does do a good, pretty good job with the interview process here. I would definitely use the software if you have the ability to do that. It's, it is helpful. All tax professionals use some type of software as uh, something to help out because the tax code is complex and it's getting more complex because all these new laws that are happening in, in an attempt to help out uh, the situation are also complicating <laughs> things and making changes things that are unique to this year that haven't been happening in the last year and whatnot so so you need the software to keep up with the laws the software will typically be in alignment and pick up the laws 
as they change, hopefully, and then help you out to do the data input to line up with those, uh, hopefully. So report all taxable income. Be sure to have income uh, documents on hand before starting the tax return. So when you start the tax return, you want to have like your W-2 with you and other documents like the 1099s and whatnot. So for example, forms form W-2, 1099 miscellaneous or 1099 NEC, which you might be seeing more of this year because that's the non-employee compensation, which you might have had in prior years on a 1099 miscellaneous. So just be aware of that. So an under-reporting income may lead to penalties and interest. So if you under-report income, you're going to be paying less taxes and the IRS will then, if you do it intentionally, they'll, they'll hit you with penalties, more penalties. And if it's in, 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 not intentional, you still may have penalties because it'll be a late payment penalty. And then they'll start tacking on interest on top of that. So get names and social security numbers right. Enter each social security number, SSN, and individual's name on a tax return exactly as printed on the social security card. If you remember, the IRS obviously thinks of us mainly as numbers. We're just numbers to the IRS. We're just numbers. And that number is the social security number. So if you get the social security number wrong, you may not even be able to electronically file, which might actually be a good thing because it's kicking it back. The, the software might kick it back and say, hey, you know, we don't recognize this social security number and match it to the name and therefore, you know, get it right on the social security number. But if you don't get it right, then the IRS doesn't know that you are the one that filed or, you know, that you had the dependent on there or something like that. And that causes problems. So make sure to pick that up. If you don't, again, you might not even be able to file if you don't get it right. But you want to make sure you're double checking it uh, and don't even attempt to file with a wrong social security number. So the, the person's general uh, must list on their individual income tax return the SSN social security number of any person they claim as a dependent if a dependent or spouse does not have and is not eligible to get a social security number an SSN list the individual tax identification number the I-10 instead of a social security number there's a link to the I-10 here learn about filing status if taxpayers are unsure about their filing status the interactive tax assistance on irs.gov there's a link to that here can help them choose the correct status especially if more than one filing status applies so that's the thing like married single head of household and so on usually fairly straightforward but you want to keep in mind the hierarchy of things right if you're single like if you're not married in other words then you're, you're typically choosing between like single or head of household if you can go for head of household, you would, but you typically need a dependent in order to do that because it would typically be better if you could. If not, you're stuck with single, which is the worst filing status for the IRS typically. If you're married, then you got a choice typically between married or married filing separate, and that's going to be the general, uh, the general rule there. Often there's going to be um, kind of complications if you're single and possibly you have joint custody. There's a joint custody situation uh, with a dependent then if you you know if one person claimed them they might be head of household and if the other that kind of situation is where it gets some confusion and uh, you want to go through the interactive tool here to make sure that um, that you're picking up the right filing status so tax software including irs free file also helps prevent mistakes with filing status so the software has an interview type of process which will typically help you 
uh, to, to pick up the right filing status. Correctly answer the virtual currency, uh, currency question. The 2020 Form 1040 asks whether at any time during 2020 a person received, sold, sent, exchanged, or otherwise acquired any financial interest in any virtual currency. So the IRS is kind of worried about this virtual currency thing here because apparently people are, you know, they think that they might, might not be reporting income or something related to the virtual currency. So the IRS wants to know if you've been dealing with this kind of currency so that they can keep an eye on it. So if a taxpayer's only transactions involving uh, virtual currency during 2020 were purchased as a virtual currency, they're not required to answer yes to the question. So mail paper return to the right address. Paper filers uh, should check the right address where to file on irs.gov. So after the IRS basically said, please don't send us a paper return, do it e-file, do the e-file you still can send a paper return. And if you owe them money, then you might not care the fact that it takes forever to file and, and you know, they don't have people to process it or whatnot, you know, because, you know, but if you're looking for the refund, you probably want to e-file and get the refund faster. But it's still probably good to, to e-file if you want to make sure that the IRS gets the payment because then you can kind of verify that they get it. So it still is a peace of mind thing, even if you owe money to, uh, to e-file it. But you still can paper file it and if you do make sure you send it to the right place so paper filers should check the right address where to file there's a link to here on the irs.gov or on form instructions to avoid processing delays note that due to staffing issues related to covid19 processing paper returns could take much longer than usual taxpayers and tax professionals are encouraged to file electronically if possible use the right routing and account numbers so if you want them to send you a refund then you got to put the number in there for your routing and account number that's like the right number or other you know then they might send it to the wrong number and then that would not be good so requesting direct deposit of a federal return into one two or even three accounts is convenient and allows the taxpayers access to his or her money faster make sure the financial institution routing and account numbers entered on the return are accurate so obviously important you want the money going into the, the right account so incorrect numbers can cause a refund to be delayed or deposited into the wrong account. Taxpayers can also use their refund to purchase U.S. savings bonds. So if you want to purchase the savings bonds, interest inflation could happen at any point. I don't know what to do about it. Maybe bonds. I don't know. But you can purchase saving bonds with it if you want. So sign and date the return. If filing a joint return, both spouses must sign and date the return. So you got to have both spouses signing and dating. E-filers can sign using self-selected personal identification number, the, PT, the PIN. Keep a copy. Uh, when ready to file, taxpayers should make a copy of their signed return and all schedules for their records. So you want to make sure you have a copy. Remember, the IRS can come back basically for any reason for like three years. They can just randomly pick it and try to audit someone. And so that's usually the statute of limitations. So you got to have it at least three years and you want to make sure that you have the information in your tax return in such a way that if they ask you a question about some particular position that you took, if it's something, you know, that's not just simply on the W-2 or something like that, which is pretty straightforward, then you want to make sure that you that you have the documentation as to why you did that so that you can look at it three years later if asked about it and answer the question if asked about it so you want to so just remember that because oftentimes when you fill something out and you do something it makes sense to you at the time 
And then you go back to it three years later and you're like, I know it made sense at the time, but I have no idea what I was thinking like three years ago. So just uh, if so make sure you, you kind of document it so that you would know what you were doing if you read the thing about it. So request an extension if needed. Taxpayers who cannot meet the May 17th deadline can easily request an automatic filing extension to October 15 and prevent late filing penalties. There's a link to the penalties here if you want to look at all the penalties that could be compiled. Use free file or form 4868. There's a link to that here. But keep in mind uh, that while an extension grants additional time to file, tax payments are still due May 17th. So when you file an extension, you can still file the extension. We have the, the added date or the pushed out date here for the filing. But when you file the extension, it's going to go to the normal extension date, I believe October 15th. And uh, even though you, there's two things you want to keep in mind when you have the extension, there's a, there's a payment that takes place and then there's the, the, um, the return. You're trying to avoid penalties. So you want to avoid penalties on the late filing. If you owe them a refund and you say, I'm going to go on extension till later, the IRS is like, ah, great, no problem, because we didn't want to pay you the money right now anyways. We, we can wait a few months to do that. But if you owe them money, then the IRS is like, okay, that's great. You can go on extension, but you still owe us like the money now. We want it now. So you still have to pay them the money, even though you go on extension. Extension in that case would prevent you from having a late filing type of penalty, but would not prevent you from having a late payment penalty and interest compiling on the payment. So make sure that if you owe money, that you're aware that filing the extension will not, you know, remove the penalties typically for the amounts you owe, although it could lessen penalties related to the filing of the return. Those two things, once again, being separate. 